0: So it's true that we that we we like growing and growth. Like a lot of us, not me, uh, have gardens and uh, like to see those things grow that God God creates for us. Um, even even you know learning new skills and you know learning new things. Um, growing up, we have. We have a lot of a lot of new parents with some kids, and there's a whole lot of firsts, you know in, in in their lives right now, first, you know, words and first steps and things like that, for sure. And you know, getting stronger, getting faster, neither of which apply to me. But in growing, there can be some challenges, right? Um, so when, when, uh, I'll use Colton for an example. When he was, when, and he was, he had this experience when he was, he was a toddler. Um, he would wake up in, in the middle of the night just screaming. Um, and, um, uh, we'd have to go in there and he'd be rubbing his legs and, and it was, it was growing pains, right? Um, and, and some toddlers, some, some kids experienced that. Um, we, we lived in a, in a house for a time that had hard slate, very hard slate tile floors with steps that were hard tile slate as well. And so with a you know, toddler running around and going up and downstairs, uh, he stayed bruised uh, a ton, growing pains. So, so one of the things that, that, that you may have noticed here is that, you know, our numbers here are trending upwards a little bit. We have some, some new faces among us. So I'd like to think about that as a group and all of us together in, in growing uh, together, and 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 maybe some some warnings about that as well, and we'll look back into history to see what what uh, some 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 things that we need to be aware of. We'll go back to the Israelites, and we'll go into Deuteronomy chapter six, and the the Israelites, and this are the Israelites. You know they they uh, came out of God. God brought them out of out of Egypt from slaves, and you know from from knowing this history, we know what you know what what happens to them, and prophetically, Moses knew what was going to happen with the Israelites as well, and God through uh, Moses. Uh, Gave them some warnings. So Deuteronomy chapter 6, about verse, verse 10. He says, Then it shall come about when the Lord your God brings you into the land which he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you great and splendid cities which you did not build, and houses full of all good things which you did not fill, and hewn cisterns which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant, And you eat and are satisfied, and then watch yourself that you do not forget the Lord who brought you from the land of Egypt. Then watch yourself that you do not forget the Lord who brought you from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery. You shall fear only the Lord your God, and you shall worship Him and swear by His name. You shall not follow other gods any of the gods of the peoples who surround you. For the Lord your God in the midst of you is a jealous God. Otherwise the anger of the Lord your God will be kindled against you and he will wipe you off the face of the earth. Moses continues those warnings in other sections of Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 11. He says, beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his ordinances and his statutes which I am commanding you today. And then again in Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 18, he says, so that there will not be among you a man or woman or family or tribe whose heart turns away today from the Lord our God to go and serve the gods of those nations. That there will not be among you a root bearing poisonous fruit and wormwood. So why, why was there such, such an admonishment, sort of this negative, negativity in this sense? They were, um, after all, they were about to, they were about to receive what God had been promising them—a new land, um, homes, you know, everything. Everything one might might dream about. Well, <clears throat> it's because their future is um, their future was bright in that sense, physically speaking. But what was what was what was the, their future? going to look like. Back in in chapter 8, continuing on in Deuteronomy 8, he says, "...because otherwise when you have eaten and are satisfied and built houses and lived in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply, your silver and your gold multiply, and all that you have multiplies, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God." "...who brought you out from the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. He led led you through the great and terrible wilderness with its fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water. He brought water for you out of the rock. Uh, In the wilderness he fled you, manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you, and that he might test you to do good for you in the end." Otherwise, you may say in your heart, my power and the strength of my hand made me this wealth. But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you power to make wealth, that he may confirm his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. It shall come about if you ever forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you today that you will surely perish like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you. So you shall perish because you would not listen to the voice of the Lord your God. So he was warning them about a day, and as we know the, the history, um, a day when they would feel like they didn't need God anymore. Um, or convince themselves that it was through their own might and their own power that, that they uh, received, that they had the land. And as history uh, does bear out, in First Samuel chapter 8, they reject God as their king. And ask the judge Samuel... To give us a king to judge us. So if we look back from a from a, a, a wide view of this, you know, it, it it you could almost say that that they 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 needed God to rescue them, but once they got what they were given, what they wanted, then poof, they didn't, they didn't need God anymore, right? That they had grew and prospered in that land, they lived there, <clears throat> and they grew to the point where they think, well, we, we don't, and, and just more of, more of thinking, it's more of a thought of, they just forget about God and forget about what he had done for them. But it turns out to be kind of a, Maybe a selfish religion, if you think about it like that, right? That we use God to... That they were using God to, to get what they needed and then, and then forget about him. And in a sense, they outgrew God, maybe. In Zechariah chapter 7, in Zechariah, so the children of Israel, you know, in the history... Um, God does punish them. He takes away their land because they do exactly what you know God had warned them not to do. So they're sent off into captivity. Out in captivity, they're worshiping God in captivity. And then, when they come back, um, the remnant comes back into the land. In Zechariah chapter seven, about verses five through seven. Um, He says say to all the people of the land and to the priests when you fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh months those 70 years was it actually for me that you fasted? And he keeps going there when you when you eat and drink did you not do it for yourselves and do you not drink for yourselves are not these the words which the Lord proclaimed by the former prophets when Jerusalem was inhabited and prosperous along with its cities around it. So, so was it actually during that time period that they were worshiping in captivity? The question is, when you were fasting, who were you doing it for? <clears throat> what was, who was your, your religious you know, activities and, and worship? Who was, it, who was it actually for? So the question for us is, can that, can that happen to us? Right. Um, is And I ask the question for myself, is it, is it actually for God that, that I do what I do, that I say what I say? So when we think about, you know, here and local congregations, um, we may think, you know, look at the things that 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 we do, that that maybe that Side does, and you know we you know we're talking with someone or even praying prayers. Um, you know, we may be you know indicate thankfulness to God. Our words might betray us in a sense, and you know terminology that comes out that says, "Well, we are." We're doing this, we're we're supporting this, and we're we're sending, you know, this to, to these brethren, and we're doing this, and we're and we're doing we're we're doing all of these things. Um, maybe something that, that we can think about and think about you know our terminology because in that sense it sounds more like we're patting ourselves on the back in that type of terminology perhaps um, um, rather than giving God the glory for that because let's go back to the Israelites you know who was it that built those houses that they were living in and the vineyards that were already there God's the one that had done all that for them think about it for ourselves if we're able to help anybody and support anybody and and provide f- help help send food who's doing that anything that i have it's what god's given me it's what's god's and and we just become this vessel or funnel <laughs> you might say because it's just going through you know, it might come through our hands, but it's going to, to brethren, uh, um, to other people that, that, and, and we just think about ourselves as servants, as tools uh, that God can use for whatever He wants to accomplish and where He wants to accomplish it. So um, we can think about our, our words and our and our terminology and we think, you know, we are and be thankful and, and ask God to use us as servants in whatever ways that, that that He wants and that will further His kingdom. So let's think about <clears throat> about um, growth and what growth really looks like. You know, we see the, the numbers may be trending You know, upward, you know, a bit right now. But what do what do we define as growth versus you know what what and compare that to what God sees as growth? And we look back to that history again. When did when did God see growth um, in in the Israelites? It you know in in a Worldly viewpoint, you might say, "Hey, when 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 they actually conquered and succeeded in getting that land, and they went in and they 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 were able to live there and expand their, you know, and, and take over that territory. That's growth. They're they're growing. But who was it that fought the battles for them and gave them that land?" it wasn't anything of their own strength and might for sure one of the other things that that god really didn't like and this is not this is I'm not trying to point at this right now but counting a uh, census back then god did not like that we talked about this in our class uh, the other night uh, counting counting the people um, God forbid that. He did it a couple of times for seemingly very very real purposes and and had them do that. But in general counting uh, that was God did not like that because what does counting your armies mean? What was the purpose of that? As to see as to see how big you were and how big you think the other guys are and if we can do this or not. What is that what did that take off the the table completely that God was the one that was going to be doing this for them it took away the, their dependence on God right so so it, it, rather than than those kind of worldly viewpoints of growth what God wanted and what what God was pleased with and we can look to the period of the judges through this was when the people turned to him and they realized that the path that they were on was not godly and they realized their dependence and they realized their need for God so this growth was spiritual in nature And when the hearts and minds of the people turn toward God, that's, that's what, um, that's what God saw as spiritual growth and their wanting, their desire for a relationship with him. So, so with, you know, with us, what lessons can, can we learn from that? And you know, numbers are, are, are numbers. There's, there's some value in, in that for sure. But what if we tried to, what if we, instead of counting just, you know, head count, what if we made it a count of how many, how many Bible studies are going on amongst us with non-Christians? That, w- that, would, be a, that would be a good count. Um, or how many spiritual conversations that we've had with the unsaved, with those who, who don't know Jesus. Um, maybe, maybe the number of Christians who are stepping outside of our comfort zones to find ways, maybe new ways, that we can serve God and serve in His kingdom and be his servants and tools in his kingdom. Tried to. What if we instead you know, one of, of the counting? Just one of the you know, head count. One of the ways that numbers in increase is, is we have people moving around and moving from, from place to place and moving into the area, and that causes a, a good bit of growth and that and that gives a lot of a potential for for us, right? Um, and well, potential. Potential is just potential; it's not realized. Sometimes it can go either way, right? But, but, but Christians and, and we Christians who have moved in here and, and become a part of Eastside. Some of them are elders here now, right? Um, are deacons, um, um, teachers? You know, that's 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 definitely a part of how our numbers numbers change right and as we think about this idea of of growing growing together it's helpful and necessary to realize our roles as as we as we join together and as as families come in with us new converts come in with us what is what is our roles and God has set up exactly a, a and the the methods for uh, being guided and directed, and using biblical terms, He set up shepherds to do the shepherding for us as people, as as the as the flock, or as the sheep. So as the shepherds are shepherding, we the sheep are. Sheeping, <laughs> we're 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 doing the following, right? That's that's our role, right? So together, as do the sheep. Do the sheep make any decisions? Do the sheep guide? They don't, do they? Now, that analogy doesn't go everywhere because there's some some leadership, but. But in a in a large, uh, high view of this, that's exactly right. We're we're the sheeple. <laughs> we we're we're sheep. We're we're following from their guidance and their direction. So, so now we talk about people moving in and 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 different things. There could be some real reasons, you know, that that we get ourselves into you know, a group of, of Christians and we just can't follow, you know, the, the shepherds. And there's some, there's some real reasons for that. I hope, I pray, that's really rare that that happens, right? And that, that changes are made for that reason. But when we think about, you know, um, when we have confidence and, and we're following the shepherds and they're guiding us, then we're all working together and creating a, a um an um an atmosphere that we can grow and um be united uh and and um and serve god so so the last the, the other way that we've mentioned this of of growing is with um and conversions and and people coming in that that that, that that are now, you know, part of us who are, who are converted. And we've had some, some young folks here from, from some, good, some good Christian homes that, have, that are joined in the path and are in the kingdom now. And when, but when we, you know, converts that come in from, from different circumstances, from non-godly homes, that's more of a challenge for us to incorporate them, isn't it? Um, they can come in with some, some real problems and some real issues. They're on the same path as us now, and, but bringing them in um, can be a challenge. It may take, may take in, in fact it will, it'll take more of our time, right, to, to help them, to work with them as, they, as we transition younger ones from milk to meat. That takes time, that takes patience, right? So... With all of these things, these are these are just some thoughts that I've had. um, That you know, as a group, as we're you know we're together and we're growing, um, and you know, I want to see I want to see us continue um, um, our 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 walk with God and working together um, to avoid. Avoid potential um, hazards that the Israelites faced when they just sort of forgot God. And they, they did forget God. They, they just decided to kind of do things their own way. And that's, that can't happen in God's kingdom. That won't happen in God's kingdom. So, in the summary, just l- we're thinking about and looking and recognizing what growth looks like, real growth. Um, growth that, that a lot of it is really personal, isn't it? You know, you know, turning our hearts toward God, seeing our need and our dependence on Him. And above all and everything, that we don't outgrow God, right? And that we forget Him. Um, and we forget our... What He's done for us. And together we keep reminding ourselves of God's grace and God's mercy and His love for us, and this, and encourage each other in obedience um, in, in all things, then then one day we'll we'll all be together and singing praises around His throne. Maybe that you're here and you're ready and you want to experience and and take part in in this and God's love and God's grace. And see the need you see the need for for remission of sins and transgressions in your life. If that's the case tonight, today, then please come as we stand and sing.